0: You are Locked On Wild, your Minnesota Wild, every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Brought to you by Built Bar. I'm your host, Joe Booley of ZoneCoverage.com, and with me is Tony Abbott, also of zonecoverage.com. Check out his articles on uh what are they, Monday and Wednesdays? Uh Tuesdays oh, and Tuesdays and Thursdays. And Thursdays. That's right. I should get my schedule down. I know that I post on Friday, and I only care about that because it's me. So, anyways, with bookmarkzonecoverage.com, you'll have all of our writings on there anyways. Uh, Tony, how's it going, man? It's been a Uh, while. We didn't get to chat uh, last Friday, and you went solo last night. So, how's it going? uh,
1: I I am having my mind blown a little bit right now because I was just like – I was trying to think of uh, of players in baseball. I had baseball on the brain today. Uh, Players in baseball – that, uh, that could have hit 400. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, Ichiro's a guy who, like, yeah, like Ichiro definitely would have been a guy who could have hit 400. And he did have a season where he hit 372, which is pretty yeah. darn close. Uh, and, and you got to you gotta tip your cap to him on that. Uh, but I, I, I realized when I was looking at his page that – Ichiro only had two batting titles in his entire career. Granted, he started at 27 in the MLB, so he might have had a few more had he uh,
0: had he come into the league a little bit before, but mm-hmm. that still my And he blew also went mind. up against Joe Maurer. <laughs> what? Didn't he also go up against Joe Maurer in that same time? Yeah,
1: Joe Maurer has more batting titles than Ichiro Suzuki, which was uh, kind of a... I mean, obviously is a great hitter himself, mm-hmm. uh, but that just kind of blew my mind there.
0: Yeah, I actually had to pull up Maurer's uh, player card just the other night because we were watching. Uh, they're replaying like the 87 uh, ALCS with the Twins against Detroit. And my father-in-law, who was over, he was, um, he was like, oh, this brings you back. I always like these guys. Never really was a big fan of Maurer. You know, he didn't catch that long and this and that. And I'm like, well, listen to these numbers. And he goes, did he really play behind the plate for 10 years? You're telling me he won three batting titles? He was an AL champ and, like, uh, was it three or four Silver Slugger awards and uh, three gold gloves? I'm like, yeah, he really had some bona fides. Like, he was a legit player. Like, I get that, you know, he didn't have the power numbers that everybody was hoping for, but he was a damn good hitter.
1: Yeah, I think I think, uh, think that some people – I think the only number anyone associates with Joe Mauer is 184, and that's a damn shame.
0: Yeah, right. Anyways, um, so you uh, you talked a lot of Kaprasov on, uh, on yesterday's show. Yeah. Kind of a what if. Yep. And the thing that strikes me is that he's, what, 23 right now?
1: Yep, he just turned 23 a couple weeks ago. God, almost I three just, weeks ago now.
0: And you see, like, the peak curves for skaters get younger and younger nowadays, like once they hit 27, like they're already kind of on a decline, right?
1: Yes. That, uh, I mean, like, you know, it's like, it's like you're going, picture going up a roller coaster, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And you kind of get to the, when you get to the top of the roller coaster, right, and you start to go over, uh, Mm -hmm. it goes, it goes slow when you're going over. So okay it, it's it's like that like probably when you're about twenty seven to uh i don't know I'd say probably thirty one okay it's kind of that part where you're starting to go down a little bit but it's really slow and sure. then like i mean uh, and, and obviously there are just guys who are absolute freaks right who produce right into yeah their right thirties and forties but uh for for most guys like you you kind of hit thirty two thirty three and uh any year now the
0: bottom could fall out. Yeah, it's like uh, when the wild thing gets stuck at Valley Fair up at the top, <laughs> uh, <laughs> top of the hill. Um, yeah, you, you know, it, it has me worried. Is the the missteps, I guess, at the beginning, but not getting him here earlier. Um, you, you did talk about the what ifs and what happened, but like we're at this point right now where things are such in limbo, and all signs are pointing to him signing with the Wild and that he wants to play in the NHL, but the NHL is really screwing that up right now for the wild. And, you know, there might be incentive to stick around in the KHL for another year. And, and I guess that part is, is, is kind of troubling me a little bit. Cause it's like, are we really not going to get a chance to really see what this kid, a kid could have done for an extended amount of time. Sure. He might play on this team until he's 30, but when you get to that age, I mean, you really start to see the decline uh, or at least the beginning of one. And I just, I don't want it to be like a two, three-year run where we're all happy about it and it's excited and then it's just there wasn't much done with it because the Wild couldn't get a number one center. They couldn't figure out goaltending or, um, you know, they they missed on some more draft picks or they they whiffed on a trade or something. I just – I'm so nervous that that's probably going to happen. Not that cap that Kabrasov isn't going to be good. It's that they're going to – the timing – with a lot of the things of when he finally comes over, they're gonna kind of squander that.
1: Yeah, I think that is uh it it's definitely a worry, I think, because uh somebody uh on I, I posted the uh I posted the article that Giles Farrell wrote yesterday at zone dot com to mm-hmm. the um this little wild Reddit, and someone's like, Okay, well, here's the thing. I kinda like that uh that we're not gonna be burning a year off his contract this year and and what i said to him was pretty much what you said is like hey we got uh you know if, if he doesn't come right away right if he signs mm-hmm. with the KHL and he you know comes over a bit it's like this season right he comes in at the end which like i don't know yep. i don't know if it, that's the the right move to make for him i guess i guess he's got to figure that out i don't know i i really wish he would figure that out in Minnesota's paper. <laughs> um Right, yeah. So if um if he does come over next year and comes over late because he signed to the KHL because the NHL wasn't gonna start till December at least, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of looking like that's the plan, then you still are burning a year for just like a handful of games, right? Right. But then you lose a year of, of his prime. Like, just burn the year now if you can. But obviously Minnesota can't uh, because the uh, the NHL
0: is a bunch of poopy heads. I hate them. <laughs> Big doo doo heads. Anyways, today we have a mailbag episode for for y'all, <laughs> right? I can't even I can't even fake the y'all.
1: Yeah, no <laughs> y'all. It's fine. Yeah.
0: Anyways, uh, so we got a we got a mailbag episode. So we'll get into that. We're gonna take a quick short break and then uh, we'll dive right into our our. Santa sack of uh, questions that came over, uh, over Twitter. So you're listening to lockdown wild. What's up lockdown wild listeners. It's Joe and Tony back here to talk to you about built bar. Uh, built bar is our network sponsor for the lockdown podcast network. And, uh, you know, we want to talk about them because not only are they, 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 they're good. They taste a lot like a candy bar. They're smooth. They're velvety, but they're also like super healthy for you. Tony, did you know that they, uh, they only have like a uh, 170 calories in them at a time, and you know, packed full of protein and packed full of uh, of um, all the different nutrients that your body could use. In which, I mean, if you're sitting around like me, <laughs> save on that body shape.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I did not do that because I was just in the morning. To uh, this morning, I was just looking for something to shove in my face, and I was like. Oh well, you know, like Joe says, this is good for me, so I guess it's good. So I'm glad that you backed backed up my hypothesis that whatever you told me to to eat was good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's great is you talked about it that you you ate it in the morning, but you know you can have something for after for dinner after lunch, uh, midnight snack kind of thing. Um, it comes in 16 great flavors too, so you can kind of mix and match. Like if you're looking for more of a desserty type of thing, you know. Get that double chocolate mousse or something, or maybe you're a big Reese's peanut butter cup fan. They also have a peanut butter and chocolate version as well, uh, as well as the other 14 different colors and or flavors, not colors. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, groups. The, food <laughs> groups. Um, but yeah, check out Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. And if you do go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get ten dollars off your first order.
1: And I gotta say, I I I uh, I had the uh, it was the raspberry uh what was it raspberry chocolate cream I think uh yeah yeah it was the raspberry chocolate cream I had that in the morning and I was like all right well I'm gonna have this because I don't really have time to make breakfast and I'm gonna clean right and normally when I'm cleaning especially if I start early in the morning like I did this morning by the midday right I'm just completely drained I'm exhausted I'm crashed and I did not crash today. I, I, I went through and I cleaned the entire house. And it was uh, it was all thanks to Built Bar.
0: So uh, check out Built Bar, go to Buildbar.com and use that that uh, promo code locked on for ten dollars off. And welcome back to the show here on Locked On Wild. It's Joe and Tony here, uh, going over your mailbag questions on Wednesday. Tony, you got the questions. Let's let's get into them. All right. Uh, this one from Ben.
1: Why did the NHL waste time making new rules about the draft and quote ringers instead of working towards solutions to problems with playing again soon? His answer, he already supplied the answer (laughs) because they're stupid, but please discuss.
0: it is because they're stupid. Um, yeah, I heard, uh, I heard Giles and Ben talking about that on their podcast uh, when I listened back to it today. Um, check them out. Check out zonecoverage.com, you know, Monday through Friday. if We have uh, loads of wild content for you. Anyways, um, it is really, really, really weird in, in a season that, uh, you know, anybody that would be on their potential reserve roster uh, should be able to come in and and play and and join the squad and be a you know a a player that they can rely on and they make really arbitrary rules it's really weird um and uh it definitely does hurt the minnesota wild in this case i think it definitely hurts uh, other teams as well but uh the uh the rules are really weird um they're really worried about uh, a really highly uh highly unlikely scenario playing out and I guess selfishly it's just like I just I want to see a good draft and I also want to see you know a a, a top prospect come over and start playing for for the team just because if they come back I want there to be some excitement as well so um, why did they waste it I got no idea to me it seems like they should be worried more about actually figure out how to resume play when they're going to resume play and then what it's going to look like once they resume play uh, and how they're going to keep everybody safe rather than worrying about things that uh, ultimately they could have just left alone. And I don't think anybody would have works for the wear.
1: I have a question for you. Uh, so how much of this, does this feel to you in terms of the draft lottery part of it, right? Reducing the, uh, the teams that can win the draft lottery from three to one. And then, uh, the winner can only jump up uh, four spots instead of uh, automatically going to the top three. How much do you feel like those rule changes are designed just basically to give Detroit a top two pick?
0: Yeah. Well, and what's really weird too, then is, is the, the, the way they want to potentially resume play. If they were going to do some sort of 2014 playoff format, which, I think might be out the window, but if they were doing that, like why why even worry about that then? Then if you're if you're so worried about the potential team, then just don't allow them in. Cut it off at sixteen. Um and continue to have the the, the, the draft lottery as normal. But uh, does it feel like giving Detroit a uh, a potential one to two pick? I mean
1: it kind of feels know,
0: like that to, to Detroit. I mean, what a hell of a gift for uh, for Stevie Y to leave Tampa, come over and have a crap team for one year, and then be gifted a, a top pick.
1: Yeah, because it, it it feels like to me that you know, say like, oh God, do you think they would ever have given Edmonton a guaranteed top
0: two pick? They kind of did three years in a row, didn't they?
1: Well, oh, that wasn't guaranteed, though.
0: True. I suppose
1: they had to they had to actually win the damn thing. But uh yeah, like I feel like if Edmonton was the team that was in the uh in the league's basement, the league wouldn't be bending over backwards to try mm-hmm. to help them out.
0: Well, and when you look at it too, like you're you're taking out what? Seven you're, you're taking out basically your teams from 8 or 9 to 24th place essentially, right? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, out of the lottery. So what? What then becomes is you're really like putting your faith in the Minnesota Wild that they have a chance of winning the cup, or teams worse than them winning the cup. Like, how unlikely is that? You know, I mean, you they would really have to catch lightning in a bottle for a team that is either at the Minnesota Wilds level or worse to get into, uh, you know, a, a situation where they could be actually competing for the Stanley cup, uh, or winning it. So I think yeah. it's, I think it's, it's making rules to dodge a scenario that, um, you know, there's some really bad teams and Minnesota wild really weren't, uh, weren't really all that great at the pause. Um, as they were fighting for that that last playoff spot, and we all know that uh those wild card picks sometimes aren't real great teams
1: all right uh what contract and role would you be happy seeing Miko Koivu uh return to next season with the wild if he wants to
0: um depends on kind of what this pause does to the salary cap, but I would say like if if they were gonna bring him back. I could say I could see potentially like a one-year deal, right around three and a half million. Just to say we're done. Uh, You're not. This is this is your last final year. Um, We need you in in this in the instance that like we we need center depth, but um, we'll we'll pay you a good chunk of money for one year, and then that's it and as for role probably bottom six
1: one year 2 million you're probably going to be on the fourth line and don't get mad at us if you're in the press box
0: <laughs> okay. at times all right
1: maybe you're not putting him in the press box maybe you're not putting him in the press box but uh that would be it for me just like a, a low leverage role um you're probably playing uh, a lot of defense and only a lot of defense um, yeah, and I would be I would be very worried about having him be uh, a, a a person who goes to the press box at times next year. So, uh, I I think that uh, I think that he would probably just be happier uh, if I was the GM playing for Finland. I would probably try to communicate that. Sure. Um. All right. Uh Ben Remington. Uh these are all Ben questions, by the way. <laughs> Give me your top three smoked foods. Ooh.
0: Smoked foods. Yeah. So there's smoked sausages. Those are great. Mm-hmm. Um I I'm a big fan of like smoked briskets. Mm-hmm. Beef briskets, like those are fantastic. Um, basically really any barbecue, like smoked chicken is fantastic. Just like chicken thighs or chicken quarters. Yeah. If you, if you get a good smoke on them, they're freaking delicious. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, a coworker of mine, he ended up smoking some potatoes and used them in a um, in a potato salad that was really, really good too. Uh, smoked cheese is delicious and there's a few out there that are absolutely amazing with a good smoke flavor
1: yeah I would say uh, I would say smoked gouda is a really good cheese I'll put that on my list there you go um ooh this is uh I'll go off the board a little bit because I don't want to say bacon bacon's boring even though bacon is probably like if we're being honest bacon's probably on my list but uh of course for the sake of are you are you are you disagreeing or no?
0: No, no, I I, I disagree with your statement that bacon is boring. But I let's um, let's let's hear, let's hear that uh, that off the board one that you're talking about. Ah, uh,
1: chorizo is really good. Chorizo is real good. Uh let's let's put that on the list, and then uh, I I think uh, I think probably my number one on this is uh is pastrami.
0: Ooh. Pastrami. Yeah, that's that's delicious, too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, I, I got to wipe the, uh, the spit from my bottom lip because I was uh, drooling there thinking about all the smoked foods. We're gonna take a short break and then we'll come back and get into the rest of the questions here on On Wild. And we're back here for the final segment of your Wednesday mailbag episode Unlocked on, on Wild. Tony and Joe here from zonecoverage.com. And we are, this show is provided to you and brought to you by BuiltBar and BuiltBar.com. Make sure to use that, that promo code locked on to get $10 off your Aww, first order. yeah. Do you got more questions? Yeah.
1: Here, here's a question that I wanted to ask you in, in the beginning, and it kind of slipped away from me. I know that you are working on your beard, and you've got, like, a, a nice, luxurious beard going. Uh, are you a beard oil guy? No,
0: I am no. not. I think no, of I'm
1: a beard I'm, oil guy right now.
0: Really? Yeah. See, I've never used it, and maybe I should. I should probably get into more of, like, the... Uh, I don't know the the different types of uh, ointments and things like that, that that beard wearers have, because mine is kind of raggedy and rough. It sucks when you get like maple syrup in it from breakfast. <laughs> oh,
1: no, I have that. To not look forward to
0: it's the worst. But, um, you know, I've got a red beard, as you can plainly see. Um, I want I wish that I had more of a dark facial hair. Because I want the Joe Thornton like white gray strip down the middle of it. <laughs> like I, I think that look looks so badass.
1: How does that like, happen, cool. by the
0: way? I have no idea I how the know. white strip happens. I got no idea. Like I wish I had a real awesome like salt and pepper beard with that white strip down the middle. Like that would be freaking awesome. But alas, I got more like a salt and paprika. I have a weird
1: coloring to my facial hair cuz like you've seen my hair it's like a pretty dark brown right Yeah like my facial hair is like a mix of of black and brown and red like it's yeah. all mixed up
0: Yeah that is a little mixed up
1: uh so Oh that's no, messed up <laughs> I got to I got I I became a beard oil guy just because like I I felt my face and uh, and most more importantly uh my partner has felt my face and uh with her face yes i know congrats. She, wants
0: it, she wants it soft congrats
1: yeah that's the thing like my yeah. uh, i i had like i i feel like uh i feel like i was a cactus before and then, <laughs> uh, and then i started uh started doing that and immediately i'm like oh like there's like some actual give to this hair now
0: yeah i don't use oil but i do Think that using like your hair conditioner, um, or some sort of conditioning while you're bathing or something does help. So, yeah, just uh, picture us some uh, some podcasters,
1: bloggers bathing. So yeah, it's right? a good image for you by Built Bar,
0: <laughs> <laughs> cultivate some mass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um. You got any other questions from our Twitter followers? Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: still, uh, still from Ben. Agree or disagree, Wild need to solve one of goaltending or top-line center problems to be a regular playoff team again and both to be a division winner slash cup
0: contender. Absolutely agree. I think that if they just get one of those, if they figure out center... I think that they're back in the playoffs. They're a perennial playoff play, uh, con, uh, contender, and they've been what they had been in the last decade, essentially. If or if they get a goaltender, they figure out goaltending and not the center. They continue to be kind of what they they have been, and that's uh, middle to bottom playoff team. I don't. I mean, they might shoot up once or you know one season, whenever everything goes right, like they did in sixteen seventeen. But in order to really be like a legit cup contender, I think that they need to get, they need to figure out both. And whether that's a tandem or whether that's one main starter guy in, in net or, or that's trading for Anthony sorelli or if that's, um, bring on a, a prospect that, uh, they might be pushing in a little too early, but turns out to be a stud, who knows? Uh it's they've got to figure out a way to get it done.
1: Yeah, I think the more interesting question is do they need both to uh to uh get over that hump? And I I think See, I, I think the one that you need to solve is goaltending, because I think that if you just in the NHL, if, if you don't have goaltending, then you know un- unless you're just like a complete powerhouse like San Jose right and you don't have anything, and like even then you saw San Jose uh kinda kind of give way last year to the uh to the blues eventually, and then um yeah, or I mean God, look at the blues, right, like right. I don't know if they have a number one uh Ryan O'Reilly f- forget that then <laughs> but like. I- <laughs>
0: I guess what I was going to say is like, look what happens when the wild get competent goaltending. They actually turned out to be a pretty decent team. Like they're not great, but man, they can, they seem to win more games than they, than they normally lose. And that's because their defensive structure has always been so pretty solid by eliminating those high danger chances. If they can get away from like the soft goals or the bad goals or the ill timed goals, um, Man, I'm telling you, they, they could, they could definitely be a, a solid playoff contender, and maybe advance a round or two. But I do think that if we're going to have a line with um, with with either Kaprasov or Fiala or both, they need a center. Mm-hmm. And, and I know Eric Stahl is is uh, is is great. He you know he's Bay. It's a lot um, to put on Stahl at this age. Exactly exactly he's
1: going down the roller coaster right now right so um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you Billy Corgan for that arrival <laughs> uh, next question
1: <laughs> favorite non-series regular cartoon character not named Zap Brannigan
0: my when I saw this question earlier, I started to immediately think. But I would say it's probably um, Herbert on Family Guy.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Struct- <laughs> I had to think for on a second. Paperboy. Bring your fat ass back here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I I I had not seen Family Guy in a long time, and and I had to really like dig deep to to yeah. think of Herbert and yes. Now that you did the voice, I'm like, yeah, I. I." There's
0: there's there's one line where he's like, "That's good, that's real good, Fred Savage." (laughs) He's like dreaming or whatever. (laughs) Uh, But Uh, just uh, the 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 name drop of Fred Savage was hilarious.
1: uh, Fred Savage, director of some episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: Also. the
1: uh, so I was trying to think of some. I, I I don't know if Zap is my favorite character on Feud. I really like Zap.
0: Um, but Troy McClure. A, what? Troy McClure?
1: The Simpsons? No, no, no. Um, okay. I, I I I never was allowed to watch the Simpsons, so I didn't. I I, I still. I I started watching it on Disney Plus one day. You can bleep that. They're not sponsoring us. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I I started watching it for a little bit and uh, and like I'll watch it again and I'll try to get through like especially like when you get to the classic episodes like maybe I'll just start at season three and just tear through them from there. But uh, I'll watch The Simpsons someday. But uh, they're not. Like uh, uh, a a thing that I have a lot of knowledge about. Um, So I think my favorite side character in Futurama is maybe Hedonism Bot. (laughs) Okay, you do know, you do know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that's that's probably my favorite one. It's kind of a one joke thing. Um, I was trying to think of some and that are kind of borderline cases. Are you a Daria fan?
0: Um, I've watched Daria but I watched probably more Beavis and Butthead than Daria in my life. I don't know if you could call Kevin and Brittany
1: uh, not, uh, non-regulars or not, but I really like Kevin and Brittany. I like Trent a lot. Hey, <laughs> uh uh Trent is probably definitely a side character. Um, and uh, at some point, I think he became a regular character. But it was only because he was so good for so many years as a side character. Uh, Butters in South
0: Park. Oh yeah, that would be good. Um, I don't. He's probably considered more of a regular than a side character. But Carl from Aquatine Hunger Force is great.
1: Oh, see, I I don't have like a lot of familiarity with Aquatine either.
0: Yeah, that's probably it for me. I guess. So all right. Is that our last question. Yeah, that's our last question. Man, we burned right through them, didn't we? We did. All right, Tony, where can we find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter, at oh Hi Tony. You can find my article tomorrow, which is tentatively calling how Zach Parise and Ryan Suter's contracts are hurting the team. Though I, I suspect that uh, I
0: suspect <laughs> that, that title will get changed.
1: Okay. Read it and at com slash wild.
0: Yeah, and then also your Twitter Oh, sorry. Oh,
1: hi, Tony on Twitter.
0: There we go. See, so, yeah, I knew you could do it. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at Jobu15. You can also look for my article publishing on zonecoverage.com here on Friday. I'm going to look at uh, how to stack up either Fiala or Caprisad, whether you put them on the same line or or not. So uh, check that out on Friday on zonecoverage.com. Also make sure to support our sponsor, Built Bar. Uh, and make sure to use that code, uh, that promo code at checkout for $10 off. Just type in locked on. That's going to do it for today's show. And if you liked today's show, please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time that there's a new episode and you don't have to do any work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at locked on wild. You can get in touch with us via email. Just email us at. Wild at gmail.com Thank you for listening to Locked on Wild, and be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday when games are happening, and Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, I guess in this uncertain time that you want to call it, to stay on top of everything revolving around your team every day.